Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. Welcome inside another episode. A lot of exciting stuff going on at the Flats right now. Georgia Tech women's basketball possibly playing their way into the NCAA tournament. We'll be joined by Francesca Pond as she wraps up her career on the Flats. We've also got the second annual Hackathon Sports Innovation Challenge in the books. We'll converse with some of the winners who had a great idea for the swim and dive program. But first, we're joined by head coach Jeff Collins getting set for spring ball here on the Flats. And before we get to spring ball, I do want to ask you, Earlier this week, Georgia Tech takes down Clemson in men's hoops. A lot of exciting moments from that game. One of my personal favorites, though, was seeing Jordan Mason going nuts with two yellow foam fingers. And that's something we've seen throughout your time here at Tech, wanting guys to get out and support their peers uh, in the Athletic Association. How proud are you of the turnout you've seen from those guys? Yeah, and they're they're all over the place. They're going doing community service events. They're going supporting all of our teams. Uh, swimming, diving, uh, softball, volleyball, men's and women's basketball. Um, it's really cool to see that they're going out there and supporting the other student athletes. We see them all the time in the cafeteria, the training table, and it's a really good vibe that we have uh, as a as an athletic department family. Uh, Todd Stansberry obviously facilitates that, and uh, you know I think it's really important because uh, we expect a lot of people to fill up Bobby Dodd uh, on Saturdays in the fall, and uh, for us to go out and support our other uh, fellow sports on campus, I think is an important uh, thing for all of us to do. Work never stops for your program. You guys have begun the club. T- 10, 10 challenge. Uh, can you tell me a little bit where we are in that process and how it's coming along and have you crowned a champion? <laughs> so there, there's a bunch of different phases and we try to uh, completely develop our players academically, socially, um, obviously athletically. And uh, so there's different phases, but we did the, the competitive piece, the mat drills, all of those things that we do on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. Uh, we had the the championship yesterday, and uh, Jalen Camp's team, Kerry Dixon's team, uh, won that phase of it, and uh, you know had a really dominant performance. Uh, I think they were undefeated throughout the entire uh, competitive piece uh, of the off season. So it's pretty cool uh, to see you know how they've come together and uh, worked really really hard. But there's so many other things that go into it. Uh, obviously, the academic piece. Uh, they gain points, they lose points, um, and then the community service that we already talked about. So it's 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 exciting time. Well, a lot of momentum going into spring practice that begins next Tuesday. And and coach, for for those who may not know, why why is spring practice so valuable? What can you do this time of year that may be a little more challenging to try and accomplish in the fall or even in preseason camp? Well, the big thing. I mean, we undertook one of the most historic transformations in all of college football in the last 40 years. And uh, the first year was just setting the standard, uh, building the culture, all of those kind of things, teach them the, the base playbook and how we do things. And it's really exciting that we got back in January and we didn't have to do all those pieces. When we say this is how we do something, they already know it and they're teaching the new guys uh, we had eight guys that came in in January um, of one of the top two recruiting classes in Georgia Tech history, and uh, they've been able to hit the ground rubbing because the guys know how we do things and are able to educate them, and it's just going to be really nice to be back on the grass um, over there at Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl Field next Tuesday. You alluded to it 
eight early enrollee freshmen yep. coming on campus. What's the first thing you look for for an early enrollee freshman when they step on the practice field? For the well, first one, time? one of the biggest things is, and one of the best compliments for who we are and how our culture is being developed. Um, you know, one of the first two weeks that the new guys are here, I asked David Curry, Chris Martin, how they were assimilating to our culture, uh, how they were picking up on our culture. And one of the best quotes uh, that I've heard is, they are the culture. So a year of being recruited by us, seeing who we are, what we're all about, and they chose to come to Georgia Tech based on what our vision is, what our philosophy is, what our culture is. So they're already knee-deep ingrained in everything that we do the time they walk into the campus, walk into the locker room. And uh, I think that's a really cool statement. Uh, there's going to be another uh, 18 guys, 20 guys coming in in June. And uh, excited to see, you know, how they add to the to the locker room in this program. This is a 12 months out of the year profession right. for you and your staff. But over the last couple of weeks, signing days behind this spring ball hasn't quite started yet. Have you had a moment just among your guys to sit here and reflect and say, hey, if we're getting quotes like that uh, from David Curry and Chris Martin saying these guys are the culture, you take some pride in knowing, you know what, I think we've accomplished our goal of instilling that culture and the first step has been taken. Sure. Well, I mean, if you think just looking back at last season, you know, where we were this time last year and where we were from the midway point last season to the end, the cultural piece, you could see it. Uh, every single time we stepped on the field, the guys competed all the way through the season. They competed in every single game, regardless of what the scoreboard said. Um, and that is a cultural piece that you can't fake. Um, you know, it has to happen organically, and it did. And now we just got to build upon that with a lot of returning uh, production coming back on both sides of the ball. You have a chance to reinforce that over the next several weeks, culminating the spring game on April 10th. Can you give us a hint or a sneak peek of some of the uh, special stuff you have in store, not only for that night, but throughout the year, or is that fully under wraps? <laughs> so we'll keep teasing that as we go, <laughs> uh, but we need a great crowd. I mean, these guys work so hard. What we ask them to do, um, we've inherited, or we, we have upcoming, the fourth toughest schedule in college football. And we're trying to build the toughest program in college football and a toughest group of guys. And we need people to come out, support them, uh, cheer for them, represents Friday night, April 10th, uh, under the lights, Bobby Dodd, downtown Atlanta. Um, it is going to be a lot of fun. Um, everybody's talking about how, how exciting the XFL is and the access the XFL <laughs> is giving, wait till you see the spring game. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> and furthermore, it's a chance for some Tech fans to see some of those uh, highly touted freshmen to get a first look. So you can say, yeah, I was at the spring game. Uh, they're true freshmen. Your coach, thanks for your time. Best Absolutely. of luck and uh, have fun this spring. Thanks, bud. All right, that's head coach Jeff Collins up next. We'll have Georgia Tech senior Francesca Pond as she and her teammates look to make a final run of the NCAA tournament in her senior year. This is From the Flats. We are now joined by one of the top seniors across all of Georgia Tech athletics here in 2020. That would be Francesca Pond coming off a 23-point performance with six steals as well, tying her career high and a big win over Florida State this past weekend on Senior Day. And Francesca, tell me about how special Sunday afternoon was. You had your parents in attendance. I mean, what, what was that like? It was super special. As you say, it was my senior night. My parents were here. Also, when it was the Play for K game, and my mom is a breast cancer survivor. So it was really important for both me and my family and also the team because we needed this win to get a shot to get in the NCAA tournament. So 
we knew we had to win, we knew we could win, and we gave our best effort to bring this win at home. In the last two weeks, you've picked up two big-time wins on the road against NC State, who's a top-10 team, and then this past weekend against Florida State. Why is the team playing so well right now? We know our goal. We want to go to the NCAA tournament. We knew that we had some losses that we shouldn't have, so we had to make up the, those losses and have some big wins. And that's what we did. We play hard. We play together. And we won against number four NC State, and we won against Florida State. And that will probably help us in the run to achieve our goal to go to the NCAA tournament. Well, the postseason is coming up, but I want to ask you about your time at Georgia Tech. How have you reflected on it as you do wind down your career as a senior? What are the most uh, definitive memories you think you'll have? Yeah, it's hard to believe it, but I just played my senior night since yesterday that I was a freshman. Time flew by. Uh, these four years went by so fast, and I feel like I grew as a person and as a player. And I have a lot of memories in these four years. Probably the best memory of the core would be when we went to Cancun and we uh -huh. played with the Dolphins. <laughs> that was the best, probably. Mm -hmm. And then on the core, I would say when we beat NC State at NC State, they were number four in the country. We played an awesome game, and I was just proud of my team. There's still a few more games to make some more memories, too. So that, that'll be very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to Clemson on Sunday. It's their senior night, so mm -hmm. we know they're going to give their best effort. They're going to play for their senior, and we just need to do our games. We just need to stick with our um, game plan. We just need to play hard, play smart defense, and then the offense will come. Can you tell me about your family as well, your parents coming in town this past weekend? I know you touched on it earlier, but how special was it to get to spend some time with them? It was super special. I see them once or twice per year. So when they came here, we were really excited to see each other and spend some time together. Last time that I saw them was in August. So I really missed them and I was super excited to be with them this past weekend. And then lastly, you'll be graduating in May, is that right? Yeah. And have May. some more family coming in? Yeah. Um, my parents are coming back, and they're going to bring my siblings, um, Alberto and Julia. And I don't know about my aunt because she has some work to do, but I hope she will be able to come too. Well, in the meantime, I'll have a chance to follow you guys, wrap up the season against Clemson, and check out the postseason as well. Francesca, thanks for the time. Congratulations on a great career, and let's make it another good month. Thank you so much. All right, that's Francesca Pond, one of the top seniors across all of Georgia Tech sports, having a great end to her Georgia Tech career. This is From the Flats. We are joined by some very special guests this week, one of the winners from the second annual Sports Innovation Challenge, the Hackathon here on campus. For those that don't know, it's a free 24-hour building sprint, if you will, for engineers on campus focused on innovation in sports and athletics. It was held this past weekend on campus, over 80 participants, 20 teams competing, and uh, our winners, a team of three, the Tower Tracker team, part of the uh, swimming power tower challenge we'll talk more about that in a moment but first want to introduce uh, our three winners uh, we've got Leon Price, Bo Martin and Peter Oliveira Sowens can you guys tell me a little about yourself first uh, uh, Peter we'll start with you all right awesome so I'm Peter Oliveira Sowens uh, I'm a fifth year mechanical engineering student I'm from Lexington Massachusetts 
I'm Bo Martin. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a fifth-year aerospace engineering student. And I'm Leon Price. I'm a uh, PhD in robotics student, and I'm from hometown Atlanta. I went to Marist School. All right, Bo, let's, let's start with you. Can you explain what the problem was that you faced, what was pitched to you this past weekend? So before I started this hackathon, I had no idea what the power tower was. And if I can describe it to you, it's this giant aluminum frame rigged up with a system of pulleys and ropes to essentially a bucket of water. And how they use this is swimmers will attach themselves to the rope with a belt around their waist. And they fill the bucket up with water. And as they swim, they're lifting this bucket of water off the ground. And that's providing resistance as they swim. Um, it is a horrible monstrosity of a contraption that <laughs> sort of looks more like a, a device on a pirate ship than it does in real high-tech athletic training device. Um, so right there, we knew we wanted to uh, really modernize it, make it high-tech so that we could get better control of the device and better analytics based on what the swimmers were actually doing. And Peter, what was the solution you guys came up with? So originally we thought about adding things like sensors to measure the data more accurately, but uh, we ended up not going that route. We just scrapped the whole thing. And what we did was we designed a uh, more modern version, if you will, which is powered by several electric motors. And what it does is it connects to the internet and it tracks all of the information that uh, device outputs and receives. So we're able to not just uh, precisely measure the amount of force that a swimmer is swimming against, we're able to input certain speeds, like the, the winning time of the ACC championship, we can put that speed in and have it tow the swimmer back, and we can measure the difference in power that they're outputting versus what is needed to get that speed. So it, it really gives us a lot better vision of what is going on with the swimmers. Um, and it's, I, you know, I like to go to the gym sometimes and I see a lot of people writing down numbers on their workouts. This essentially uh, does all of that automatically. So it's, it's a great tracking device. Fascinating, turning more uh, a swim into more than just a tie, but what it feels like, what it actually takes if you want to be an ACC champion. Uh, mm -hmm. Leon, what was the prize for you guys and what's next for, for your group of three? So we, uh, we actually all got nice Fitbit 3 chargers, I think is what they're okay. called. Yeah, so they're, they're a fun little device, so we're getting a little bit healthier now. Um, <laughs> and then in addition to that, we get an automatic bid to the CreateX program this summer. And so for that, we'll get $4,000 to get things kicked off, and then we'll participate in a, I believe it's a 12-week program where we'll do that. And we're also in talks with athletics and the swim team in specific. We'd like to move forward and go ahead and build a prototype with them and then hopefully get this thing rolling and uh, testing and, and see if we can make it happen. So many competitive advantages for Georgia Tech Athletics being in Atlanta with the facilities, but uh, one that Georgia Tech starting to tap into now is a student body on campus. And I'm curious, how did you guys hear about, about Hackathon? Leon, can you tell that story? Yeah, so um, we just got an email and I was actually a former collegiate swimmer. And so when I saw this challenge for the power tower as uh, part of this competition, I. I really felt the pain and uh, <laughs> was aligned in, in wanting to approve it. And so Peter and I actually worked together at the mm -hmm. Center for Deliberate Innovation. And so I reached out to him and asked him if he'd join us. And, and that's how we got connected. And then after that, uh, when we actually showed up, we ran into Bo there. And Bo is also part of the Center for Deliberate Innovation. We knew him through that. And so we, uh, we formed our little team and then got, got rocking for this 24-hour event. Well, Bo, this is pretty wild for you. You told me a week ago you never would have thought you were competing in the hackathon, much less now being a winner and, and speaking on a podcast. What, what was it like for you jumping in? That's right. Well, I mean, 
they had planned to to meet up at this hackathon. I knew nobody, and when I ran into them at essentially the lunch table is yeah. where I saw them, <laughs> um, you know, because we all are at the center of deliberate innovation, we I knew it was going to be a good team mm-hmm. because we have a lot of language around innovation that we already speak in when we're doing that sort of work. So it was really easy for us to to talk about the idea, flesh it out, communicate what needed to be done. And I think that's one of the big things that. Uh, made it successful and I, I knew that uh, you know this team was going to do something good. Well Bo and Peter you guys are in your fifth year Leon you're pursuing your PhD is, is this kind of what you had in mind an opportunity like this when you decided to come to Georgia Tech? It just happened so suddenly you know it's like like Bo was talking about a week ago I had no idea that any of this would happen so I it just completely unexpected I was hoping for something like this but I wasn't actually counting on it so it's it's just great it's a great opportunity you guys are gonna go viral after you appear on the from the flats podcast congratulations uh, <laughs> I'm just <yeah>. kidding <laughs> but seriously thanks, thanks again guys appreciate it we look forward to seeing what you guys can do uh, both in the in the world of sports innovation and with Georgia Tech Athletics Thank you. Thank you. you. That is your winning Power Tracker team from the second annual Hackathon. Keep an eye on what they have in store uh, throughout the rest of this year. And I hope you'll join us this weekend. Georgia Tech softball, five home games. Georgia Tech baseball at home on Saturday, taking on Georgia. And then Georgia Tech will host Miami Saturday night at 8 o'clock at McCamish Pavilion on the men's hoop side as they close out the month of February, hopefully with another win at home. This has been From the Flats. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast. Be sure to tune into the Georgia Tech Sports Network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.